On today's episode of the Network for Women in Business podcast, you're going to hear from Veronica Moya. Veronica owns a very successful wedding planning business called Wedding Packages NYC. On this episode, you're going to learn how she came to this country as a young girl, built a business and scaled it to a half a million dollars in sales a year. So you're going to want to take a lot of notes. So get ready to hear from Ms. Veronica Moya. All right, greetings and hello. I'm so excited today that I have the opportunity to talk with Veronica Moya. And I'm just so excited to have this woman on the show because she has an amazing story of coming to this country at a very young age and building a very profitable business. I know that each and every person listening right now is going to learn something amazing from Miss Veronica Moya. So I'm going to let her tell you all about her business. And I want to bring to the platform none other than the wonderful female entrepreneur, Miss Veronica Moya. Veronica. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> tell everybody about yourself and your company and just tell us a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship sure so yeah so i'm originally from argentina and um i came here um for a few months when i was 19 to study english and i really loved it and um so then i decided to come back and i really wanted to come and live here now being from argentina i come from a not a prominent family my my parents were I guess, I don't know, lower middle class, let's call it. And my dad always taught me if I wanted to succeed and if I wanted to be honest, I should get out of the country. That was his, uh, yeah, that, that was always his motto. If you want to be honest and to be successful, you have to leave. If you stay here, you're either not going to be successful or you're going to do things that are not very honest. Mm. to get ahead because things are so corrupt back home right. so of course i had that growing up i mean he's been saying that to us my sister and me since we since i can't remember mm -hmm. so sure enough uh when we both finished school and we became adults i moved here my sister actually now she lives in belfast northern ireland she has a family two kids anyway but that's kind of the background how you know things get implanted in your heads like you know, how I was always looking um, up north. So um, I, I had the opportunity to come when I was, uh, after high school, I was 18, 19, and, um, and I studied English. Um, I came to New York. It was all very much by chance, if we can say that. And um, so I loved it. I went back home um, and I, so, you're asking about my journey as a, an entrepreneur. So num first of all, I think I always had it in me. I was so, so I started doing my first business when I was 16, 17 years old. I had um, a children entertainment company back home. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, there was no internet, none of that. So we just, we were putting signs in the stores in the, you know, in the neighborhood and getting clients and it grew, believe it or not. So now we started myself and uh, one of my classmates and then there were four of us and we had to 
double up because sometimes we'll be double booked on the same weekend at the same time. We had two parties, so we had to. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then, so that was that. But then after that, I always, you know, obviously, so when we talk about the journey of an entrepreneur, so today I have um, a wedding company. It's an elopement company here in New York City, which is, I mean, thank God it is really, really uh very successful, very profitable, but it has been a really, really, really long journey. And it has um, a lot of years that I work for other people. And that's what, um, that's how I learn a lot of the things um, that I am applying today, I have to say. So it's sort of a combination between um, knowing yourself, accepting who you are, and you know, being humble and also driven at the same time. And I know it sounds uh, contradictory, but um, yeah, there's a little bit of everything. I mean, I think you're in business for yourself as well. So we all know a lot of people think when they, they start their own business, sometimes misguided, you know, misguided, they think, uh, well, they don't get along with their bosses. They don't like the nine to five or forget this. I'll get my own business. Mm-hmm. And that sounds good, but if, I mean, but you, you get into it, right? right. <laughs> but that's not why you come on. I mean, if you're always answering to someone. So if it's not your boss, it's going to be your client. clients and the clients are really tough. Yes. It is a huge challenge and it never ends. And you have to be on point because they're testing you every day. Yes. And with my, I mean, I do weddings, so you can imagine the level of, um, and yeah, the stress because of the anxiety and the psychological and emotional baggage that a lot of these couples um, are coming with. It has nothing to do with us. We know, our, you know, we're doing a good job, but there's a lot of stuff that, that it gets tangled in there. So, um, you know, every client is special. Every, every couple is different. And, and at the end of the day, you need to be at your best every time because it's one time you have to impress them and you're always looking for that good review for that referral business um so yeah so you know basically i think what i'm trying to say right off the bat for all the entrepreneur wannabes if you're not a very good employee if you're having a lot of trouble uh chances are you're not going to be very good at your business either so don't start your own business if you're not disciplined well but it's true it it takes a lot of work it It really is a lot a lot of work and discipline you cannot um wing it and you cannot just you know brush things under the rug because it's it's on you you're it you're the beginning and the end if things don't get done if you didn't do payroll if you didn't pay your taxes if you didn't whatever it is you have to do it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, let me ask you a question because you said that, you know, it was a long time. It took, it took a while and that you worked with other people and you kind of learned the business and then you branched out on your own. Now, yeah. a lot of people oftentimes think that when you go into business that automatically it's going to be an overnight success. Now, you were able to grow your business very successfully. Now, what what did that look like? Basically, you know, from year one to year to today, basically. And, you know, like how long did it take for you to get to the point where you are now? Right. So for me, it took um, 
well now I could say like 10 years um, of working for myself. So first I started as a solopreneur, right? Mm -hmm. In 2008, I became a wedding officiant. Mm -hmm. So I am not a wedding planner. I still don't like the title. I don't like to be called a wedding planner. Um, I'm uh, fundamentally, I was always a wedding officiant. The officiant is the person who is the minister. Yes. Uh, right. Is the person who does the ceremony. Mm -hmm. So it's a different, it's a very different job. You, you know, you, you had to connect with a couple, you have to have some, some sensitivity and be good with people, be good at speaking, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, you know, that, that was great for me. I used to, I wanted to be an actress. That's how I first came to this country, hoping <laughs> I could be on Broadway. So I didn't mind being in front of people. And then, um, yeah, and, and I enjoy, I enjoy being of service and being with a couple. So now, so it, that started in 2008, and, um, and I speak Spanish, obviously. So uh, that was also really, a really cool add-on. I realized there's so many Spanish-speaking people in New York uh, mm -hmm. that were looking for either Spanish or bilingual officiants. So um, my, my officiant, officiant um, job grew quite... I mean, I don't know that it, it, it was consistent. I was yeah. working, I was able to, you know, to leave my nine to five. Um, and in the beginning, I'll be honest, in the beginning I was doing this, I was officiated and then I was moonlighting in other little part-time things. I was ushering on Broadway. Um, sometimes I would babysit in the weekends. I always like working with kids. That's always been, you know, an enjoyment for me. So, um, so in the first year or two, I was doing those two things until finally I, um, I was doing so well. I was really, yeah, I was doing well. I was, I was able to pay all my bills with my officiating. So now mm -hmm. I'm just officiating. And, um, and very organically, it just started to happen that couples were, you know, they were just eloping or they were having really small weddings and they wanted um, a couple of extra things like the photography and then the flowers. So this is when the idea of the packages first started. And it's also a few years back. So first I started just, um, I was doing the ceremony and then I would bring along a photographer um, and he'll do a photo shoot for an hour, starts during the ceremony and then they'll do some, you know, uh, portraits and that's it. And we added the photographer and the flowers. Mm -hmm. so I did that for a while. Once again, I want to, I want to emphasize that everything happened very organically, organically, okay, slowly. And then it was in 2000, at the end of 2015, around September, October 2015, when I started Wedding Packages NYC, which is the company that I have today. Yeah. And, uh, but by the time I decided to really jump in with both feet and create an actual company that specializes in we try to, we call it like like in Vegas but in New York. Yeah. It is like in Vegas but in New York. So it's for you know it's uh, geared towards couples that want to elope, want to have a destination wedding, a quick you know fun, beautiful ceremony with a beautiful setting with lots of weddings in Central Park. Um, so that's how it started. And again, so I started small. You know, I had a very small group of people, the photographers. Um, I, I still was, I didn't have a set, uh, florist at the time. Um, 
so in the beginning there was a lot of trial and error. so with a, with a with a wedding vendors it's quite a challenge uh, finding the right people right that because there's a lot of criteria that have to be met so you know i had you know i had a florist and then they didn't quite work out they will make mistakes i had to pivot and pivot and go to another one and the same thing with the stylist with the with the makeup artists they seem to be a little unreliable some of them you know they're the understanding of time is a little fluid right. and they didn't understand that we are on a, you know everything is by the hour we are right. on, you know it has to start at two starts at two anyway so so that was a bit of a process and um i'm happy today i can say i really i do have an amazing team so it grew and grew and grew today i have about 27 people that work with me i have four staff you know, helping me with uh, the bookings and customer service and customer satisfaction and bridal attendance and all that. That was also, that's one of the many things that I told you I wish, you know, I knew this, the, the emotional stuff that goes into hiring and, uh, and dealing with all this, um, yeah. with the employees. That's the, so, so, so I guess the last four years, it's been quite a change for me because the company grew faster than I, I was expecting or that I thought or I was prepared of, I don't know. And, and there's a huge difference between being an entrepreneur, solopreneur that I was before to now. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a completely other ball game. And um, for me, it's challenging. For mm -hmm. me, it's, you know, it depends on your personality, I guess. For some people, maybe it's not. It's second nature. For me, because I'm so used to doing everything myself my entire life you know i'm a i'm a kind of a i'm a fighter and yeah. i'm used to just solving problems just fixing things something breaks right. you fix it and, you know i don't take things to get repaired i'll just figure it out myself yeah uh, and that's also a very argentinian thing that we have we we are known for being uh jack of all trades and master of none um you know which is true i mean it's in it's, it's kind of in my blood so because of that it is so difficult to delegate mm. and to understand people's um, process and people's challenges and people's, um, you know, everybody's at a different developmental stage. Yes. I've already arrived because I've been doing this for so long. For me, it's like, I don't even, you know, it's just automatic. Right. But if someone new that's coming in, it's going to take them a while. And... Yeah, that has been, that's like my one, my one thing that I can, I can talk about forever. But other than that, <laughs> uh, so no, so the journey, I mean, it, it's been fantastic. And uh, what I would say is that it has truly been organic. It's been at, at a good pace. Wow, I hope you're enjoying this episode with Veronica. If there's one thing that you can tell, it's that Veronica is hardworking and determined to succeed. She's had some bumps and bruises along the way, but as you can tell, she's learned to grow and scale her business. That's what members learn when they're a part of the Network for Women in Business. This episode is being brought to you by the Network for Women in Business, 
where we educate to elevate female entrepreneurs. The doors for the network will open up again this year on March 1st, 2020. That's March 1st of 2020. Make sure to visit www.thenetworkforwomeninbusiness.com to make sure that you secure your spot on the wait list so that when doors open, you do not miss it. The doors to the network will only be open for a short period of time. So you want to make sure to get on the wait list at www.thenetworkforwomeninbusiness.com. We will see you on the other side where we are working very hard to train, connect, and advance female entrepreneurs. Take care and see you inside of the network. Now, back to the show. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm stepping strong on the ground. Everything I've done, I have full confidence that I can do it. So in my personal, my case, I never mm-hmm. should hire, you know, I never try and do something that I don't know how to do it and I'll figure it out. Um, so for instance, so what we offer is like packages mm-hmm. with certain services. So there are some things that I don't offer. I still today, I don't offer because I don't think I would be the right person for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are, I don't know how to do them and they are not important to me. So I don't understand that. I don't think I can meet the clients or the couple's um, needs mm-hmm. because I don't see the, I don't see the, the value in it. For instance, right. decorations. Mm-hmm. I do not do decorations. <laughs> you go with someone. No, because I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. And so even my own wedding, we didn't have any decorations. I didn't understand why would you spend money in decorations? It's fine. The place where we had it was beautiful. And we had the wedding in the park. The park is natural, gorgeous, beautiful, green, the lake, the flowers. What decorations do I don't understand? So right. I don't offer something that... Um, yeah, I, I think people would be disappointed. Right. You know, right. And, and the same thing for everything else. So I, I, today, the people that I work with and things that we offer, I am 100% um, confident mm-hmm. that we'll deliver a really, really good product, good service. Well, that's good. So in 2015, you decided to offer packages. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything kind of took off right? Yes. yes. And so what type of packages do you offer? Cause you know, I mean, all of this stuff is like, it's so cool because I mean, I guess a lot of people want to have destination weddings here in New York. And I remember when I got married, um, that's what I did, but I was, we were in St. Thomas. Wow. So I met someone there who was able to pull everything together, you know, just like you. Yeah. Just like what I do. Yeah. Flower, cake, venue, photographer, and, um, officiant, just everything. I think, I think that the person that did it for me was also the officiant, but she just happened to pull everything. Yeah. Just just like what you're doing. Right. Right. In St. Thomas it's the same thing that you're doing here in New York. So yeah, pulling, cool. pulling so, it yes. all together. So I kind of, I get it. And now in terms of once you started offering packages, 
um, did that like change, it changed your price points, I guess. Right, well, that's an excellent question because the price point also today is not the same price I was in 2016 mm -hmm. or 17 mm -hmm. or 18. Mm. The prices have been going up slowly and, uh, and the only reason they go up is because um, a genuine need for, mm -hmm. um, because, because we're growing and I need to take care of more people. Right. And, and the, um, the staff that, so the, the professionals that I'm using today, it sounds bad for those who were working with me years ago, but they're not the same uh, caliber than the professionals that I used to work in the beginning, 2016. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's some girls that are really the good friends of mine and, I, you know, they're lovely. But especially I'm thinking of the, the photography, right? Mm -hmm. The photographers that I have today are just off the charts, like yeah. outstanding. These are people that are charging thousands of dollars for a wedding when they're not working with me. They're doing full, you know, the full on right. eight hour wedding. And uh, we have a deal, we have an understanding, an agreement with four, I, ha I have four different uh, photographers and they're all at that level. So they'll come and they work with me for one hour, one hour, two hours. But, but they're not cheap, obviously. Yeah. And I always try to explain to the couples that the, this, is really a bus this is really a case of you get what you pay for. It That's really, right. really is. Mm -hmm. And at least I can only speak for myself because it's true. Some people will take advantage. Just, you know, there, there will be those, those kinds of people everywhere, I guess. And, and, I mean, anywhere. But, but um, from my own personal experience and the way I've done it and I've conducted uh, myself and my business, um, today I have to charge what I charge because um, of the, I mean, what you're paying is not for just the one hour or two hours of your, the experience and the little wedding that we'll do for you. You are really paying for years and years and years of experience, of trial and error, of trying different uh, professionals that didn't work out, the stress, the, um, the headaches, the heartaches, the, you know, having to let go of people, having to pivot, having to, all these things that will guarantee you that today, if you do your wedding with us today, you know that we are on point and right. everything is taken care of. And because I've learned so much, I know, you know, you have to have backup plans. Somebody can always get sick on the day right. off. I have right. gotten phone calls at 11 a.m. My violinist, oh, she's sick. She can come for a 2 p.m. wedding. Mm. So if I don't have, if I don't foresee that, if I don't have someone else, you know, in my, you know, under my, um, what do you call it, my sleeve, um, then that would be a problem. I mean, right. you, I, I, the, the, you know, the couple deserves what uh, they expected to have. You can't tell her you're not going to have music today because she's sick and we couldn't find a replacement. That's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so the prices um, have increased. But for in, in my case, I've never done anything that wasn't like I absolutely like I was going to have a nervous breakdown because I just I was literally doing too much all by myself on my own. Wow. And uh, it was too much, too much, too much. And, and then we were getting more weddings, like I said, more than I thought. And 
So now what do I do? I, I have to delegate and I need extra people, extra staff, extra officiants, extra photographers. And not only that you need the extra, but they have to be fantastic. Right. So the officiants that I have now, they are seasoned uh, officiants. They've been in the business for over 10 years, 15 years. Most of my uh, ladies since 2006, yeah, 2006. So they're even older than, I mean, They've been in this longer than I have, not all right, right. right. Um, and, and the same goes for, oh my goodness, the, the, the musicians as well. They come dressed in a tux if they're men. Um, I mean, they're just fantastic. And that's why we charge what we charge, which I still think it's, it's, re, it's very reasonable. Yeah. Um, this is a tough, this is a tricky, it's not business, but a tricky area because uh, there's a lot of, you know, you can you can find you can find other vendors for a fraction of the price, but um, yeah, people not the quality, not the yeah, quality. not the quality. And the 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 price comes with, like I said, it's with time. If you've been at it for a long time, over ten years, chances are you're not going to give it away because you know so much. You know what it takes. You know what can happen. You know about you know, bride's lateness and the, all the so many things that happen during a wedding um, and the couple doesn't think about that. They don't know, but we know. We know right. all the things that you have to account for and to be aware of because when right. it happens, then you want to know that you are covered. And right. if you didn't, then it's money out of your pocket, which had happened to, it happened to me in the past, in the beginning. I'll go pick up my flowers and I, I had ordered the flowers. We paid extra for them. We, you know, I told her it was like the color lilies and she wanted a certain color. And she told me she didn't like roses, no roses. I go pick up the, the bouquet and this woman prepared for me a bouquet that was 90% white roses. And it had like six or seven black. It looked like black color. It, it was awful. Black color lilies. Mm -hmm. What is this? I can't give this to the bride. This is really, I mean, it's absurd. So here right. I am running like a chicken with her head, going to a different florist, getting a new bouquet for the bride that I had to see in two hours. And I right. did. Right. If I, don't, I don't remember if I, if, I, if I made any money with this. Most likely, I'm sure I paid for it with my, you know, from my yeah. pocket. Right. Because right. I wasn't, you know, expecting anything to happen. And I just charged, ex I used to do that, charge exactly um, yeah. This is good because it seems like you grew just as much as the business grew. And now you completely understand exactly what it is that you're offering to your ideal customer. It sounds like you're very clear that I am taking away all the headache. I have the experience. If you try to do this on your own, mm -hmm. you would probably not have the same level of success. Plus, you're not from New York. I'm from New York. Uh, these are these all of these vendors have been tested so you know wow. I, I know the quality that I'm going you're going to get so I am taking all of the hard work away from you and that I mean that's value right and that's value and that's something that you know you definitely will want to put a price on now I'm glad to hear that your prices increased over time the question that I have for you is that was that a scary experience for you increasing your prices over oh, time? Oh, yes. 
yes. Because, oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Because I know that a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, I've worked with a lot of them, they struggle with pricing. Yes. And so for you to hear, for me to hear from you that you increased your price year over year over year and, and then you got it because you, you know, you clearly articulated that, hey, I'm providing value and I know the value of what I am providing and it's, it's worth it. But how did that, how did that feel for you, you know, yes. as it relates to, you know, was it a scary process? Oh, yes, Tony. No, that's still, so that's where the psychology and the personality comes into play, right? For me, it's very hard. It has been hard. It's still hard. And I have, now I have um, a, a wonderful assistant. She's great. And she tells me, and I'm always, afraid, every time I show my prices, I'm always, I feel like, oh, they're going to think it's too much. And she's like, I don't think it's too much at all. I think it's low. I think it's low. And like, I'm looking at her, how can you think it's low? Like, you know, because my, my, my basic, like my, my silver package in Central Park is $2,700. And that just happened that I raised it this year for the reasons that I just told you, because I, I realized I mean, the, the level of stress that I, I have doing it, taking it on on my own, it was, it was too high. And I have to have help. I have to be able to delegate and I have to have that, you know, the money to pay other people to delegate. Right. Um, so yes, in my case, it, every time it was really scary. Every time I thought, oh, that's it. They're not going to call. I'm not going to get the business. Every time. And every time I still got, you know, I got the business. People are still calling. People are still uh, booking. Um, but, but, but on that note, I really do want to tell everyone who's, you know, struggling with that and who's having their own business really, because for me, I have to be, you have to be happy. You have to be, do something that's, you know, that's right for you. Mm -hmm. Because I do hear these things also, like I remember I took a class, you know how there's all, all these classes and this online marketing and online and you do this and, and you know, this empowering, um, yeah. uh, you know, coaches. And, and I remember speaking to one of them and, and it was a group actually. So there were other ladies also having opinions and I was telling them what I charged and this and that. And everybody thought it was so low. Oh my God, you should charge more. Are you crazy? You're in New York City. You could do this. People thinking I could get away with charging X. Now, my personal opinion is that you have to be at peace and in alignment with who you are and what you offer and what you're charging. So if there is a deficit there, if there is a lack of alignment with how I feel about myself, my self-worth, my et cetera, et cetera, and what I charge, then that, that's gonna be an issue. You're gonna, you're gonna see that reflected in your business. So for me, what they were telling me, what they were encouraging me to do was, I couldn't make, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. Because I just felt, it was out of my comfort zone. It was, uh, it, it was too much for me. Um, I so, like what you're saying though. I like what you're saying about having peace and alignment with what you're charging. Because if you would have like, say they probably said, oh, you could charge $10,000. Right. right. And you probably didn't feel comfortable with that. Right. No. And then what would it, it's, it's just, it'll be awful. Then what would that mean for me? If I charge that, what does that mean? How much money am I taking home? 
and then I have to be okay with, I mean, if I were okay, then that's great. I'm sure there's some people who are taking 90% in their packets and they're happy about it and they're like, they have no, you know, there's no conflict there. For me, there will be a conflict. Um, for me, I'll, I'll feel guilty. <laughs> I'll feel that I'm being unfair. I don't know. So, I'm, you know, these are things that we're always working on. This is the kind of thing that I was saying that nobody tells you about um, when, you're, when you're starting your business, when you're doing, you know, and again, this is the kind of thing you're getting advice from outside sources. Oh, you should charge this. You should charge 5000 Okay, but, yeah, but why? I mean, I want to be... I want to have integrity and I need to be honest. So I should, I think, you know, I should get paid in my head. I already, you know, unfortunately I am from where I am. And there's, I, I, I can admit that there's some limitations in my, you know, I wasn't, I don't know. I, I wasn't. No, I know, I know exactly. I know exactly your struggle, right? Because I just actually went through this whole process with worthiness right and you know I I I actually kind of realized that I had I had this whole issue with you know money and and you know and uh it it was an internal right it was an internal conflict and you know one of the things that I realized was that you know, as it relates to worthiness, sometimes because of the way you grow up, like if, especially when you grow up, you know, like as a Christian or something, and you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, don't think you're better than anybody else, right. you know, be humble, right. da, 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 be honest, and this and that and the other. Um, I think that my internal conflict was that, you know, in, as it relates to my own worthiness was you know, like people that, you know, charge these outrageous prices, they feel like they're worth it. And sometimes, you know, like say for instance, sometimes high, high end courses, you know, like you take a course, it's high end, then you get Mm -hmm. in a course and you're like, oh my God, what did I pay pay for? It wasn't really worth it. You know, I don't understand how they could feel comfortable charging that amount of money because it just did, you know, and so- Yeah. And then, and then you're like, um, but at the end of the day, they are very confident that they're worth that. And, and then I had to ask myself, well, why, why is, why is it that you feel that way? Why is it that you have those internal conflicts? But I understand, I begin to understand that, you know, um, as it relates to worthiness, that you could still be very kind and still be worthy of certain things, worthy of success. You can still sure. be, you know, um, giving and still be worthy of a certain level of success. So I, you know, I had to get rid of my own internal conflict because oftentimes I would say to myself, oh my God, you know, what you are offering is way of way more value than what they're giving and why is it that you're having this internal conflict so i had to get over myself as it relates to some of those things and you know i had to realize that i mean you know when when it comes down to like some of the you know the the courses and some of the offerings that i have i had to realize hey 
I went back to school, right? Mm -hmm. I went to Baruch. I took mm -hmm. some classes and the classes cost about $700 per class, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So now I'm taking this class, but I, it's I'm like, I'm sitting in the class and I'm basically teaching the class, right? You know, like I know more than a professor because of my experience, right? And so I'm saying, okay, so $700 is my baseline. Good. Because at the end of the day, I know that I have as much value as a professor at Baruch. Sure. Right. So, uh, so a lot of times you have to come into alignment with, you know, what you provide and worthiness, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's like a struggle with worthiness. So I believe yes. Yes. that some people have when it comes down to your, your pricing and everything. But if, if, you know, like you have to get to a point too, I think as we all as entrepreneurs where we are, um, providing excellent service, high-end service, high-quality service. And, you know, we have to get up to a point in our pricing where it doesn't cause us stress in our business. Right. You know what I mean? So that you right. can cover all your bills and all right. of that stuff and, you know, and, and realize that, you know what? Yeah, it, it is worth that. And I am worth that. And mm -hmm. you know what, at the end of the day, it's because of what, you know, I am providing and the business is giving back to me that I could perform at my highest value. Because if I'm stressed out because I can't pay my staff right, or this right, and that right. and the other, then you know what, then I'm doing both my customers and myself a disservice by not okay. charging what sure. I should, you know? So I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that, but I'm glad to see that you've gotten to a point where, you know what, you got at a, to a price point that works for you. Yes and your for business yes. for now. Yes. And yes. you know what? And if it ends up being $3,500, that sounds like a good price to me. Cause <laughs> when you were saying, I said, Oh, it has to start. It has to be 3,500. You know what I mean? So yeah. we started at 700, 750. Oh. And so what I, and I used to offer a lot for 750 was my basic, my base uh, package. Mm -hmm. and now I still offer the 750, but we got rid of uh, extra people that I had because it was just nuts. It was crazy right because everything i offer and the problem with the wedding business is that what i learned sadly but what i learned and i'm going to make a video about that i keep saying i keep forgetting because i have so many good anecdotes um and, and so much like wisdom to give to the couples um but what happens in this business is people the couples will pay whatever they pay right they pay mm -hmm. x no matter what they pay no matter what they they buy they hire they expect top they expect high end they expect what they want whatever it is whatever their vision is whatever they think um they want that's what they want mm -hmm. and nobody in the wedding business at least with my 11 years of experience there is no one couple that will understand and say well i did get the bargain you know the bargain ceremony i did you know i can't ask for this or i can't ask for that this is what it is right because i had I've done so many things. So we had, you know, we had the bargain ceremony. We had the, I used to do this, this very quick ceremony, kind of like going to city hall, but not in city hall. So you can do it in your house. You can do it in the park. It was very simple. 
very standard ceremony for $200, but still mm-hmm. it's a lot more personal than going to the a city hall right. and, um, and you get to recite your own vows, etc. Even then, mm-hmm. you would be surprised the things that I encounter, the people. So knowing this, knowing that it is what it is, that's the way it is. I, once again, I need to cover my bases. I need to be, I need to be okay uh, with what I offer that I can offer the best of the, you know, the best I can do for whatever price I I set. Because um, it doesn't work that I say, um, whatever, I don't know, a, a lower price and then I can get away with giving less. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like giving, like yeah, I can't. It, it doesn't happen anyway. But again, um, the prices I do have. I had the same experience that you did with the courses and all that. Not so much with the courses, but I remember I was looking for um, a coach at one point, and I was, you know, searching the net and going on Facebook and whatever and clicking on people I knew and. Mm-hmm. And uh, their friends who were coaches, and there's so many coaches. Yeah. And uh, and so I talked to a couple, and I and I remember that um, the prices that she gave. So I didn't hire her, but uh, I mean, let me. I mean, Tony, it was like crazy. It was exorbitant the amount that she was charging for coaching, and it was only like maybe half an hour a week on a call like this twice a month maybe twice a, i don't know it was something it was very little of her facetime with me right and then the rest was like emails and it was like four thousand dollars for the month something like that and i'm like i'm thinking well but wh- why right who are you what, yeah. what are your credentials what right. are what's your education what are your clients what have right. you accomplished where are you going to take me what is the right. process she couldn't answer any of that so what wow. makes it why? But these people exist and they're charging crazy money. So again, so when you are thinking about your prices, make sure to be at peace with who you are and where you're at and what you have to offer. That's right. Um, yeah, and, and be fair. Because if you're not, you know, there is karma. I believe in that. So I believe in I, it too. I believe in it too. And I mean, and you know, and I, I also believe that people need to pay something because some people think that oh, they can no. get everything for free. Oh, for sure. oh, <laughs> tell me about it. I know. I know, I know. No, no, no. There's a balance. No, yeah. neither nor. Yeah. So, so there's people like us that, that still struggle with self-worth and, you know, I'm, so I'm very meek and I'm very, I'm very cautious about the prices. Um, someone else perhaps wouldn't be someone with a different upbringing or a different mindset they'll be a little more aggressive but it is what it is this is how I am and whatever you know you do the best with what you have yeah so um, I'm just going to ask you um, some kind of closing questions you know like what have you learned you know and how have you grown since you've been in business for yourself um, what have I learned? So I have learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started uh, to work for myself, um, first it was because uh, I would stand out in my day jobs. I, um, I was always very independent and very opinionated and very forceful. And so um, in a way, life just took me in this journey. 
So what I learned is uh, to let go and just follow, follow the road that is being built in front of me. Um, I personally, from my journey, I didn't really try hard to do anything. I, I didn't come to this country, wanted to do weddings or be a wedding coordinator or a wedding officiant. I was never, I mean, it, it just happened. Wow. It, everything happened very organically. And mm -hmm. what, I, what I learned is that I didn't fight it. So some people really want to do certain thing and they, you fight for it. And you, I, I, I wanted to do something completely different. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. And so at one point I just said, okay, let go of that and just go stop the resistance and go where, you know, where life is taking me. So one final piece of advice to those female entrepreneurs out there that want to strike it out on their own. You know, if you could tell them like one final thing, what would that be? To believe in themselves and trust in the process. Um, yes, for me, it's just to let go and trust that things are supposed to work out for the best in their favor. It's meant to be. It has to happen. So just go, go for it. Go for it. And, it, you know, you can always pivot. Like I said, if things not, don't work out, it's not the end of the world. It's That's just right. life showing you. You know, there's something else. There's like, some people get very discouraged about things. Don't get discouraged. Just be smart. Just sit back, breathe, meditate, and address it from a different angle. Because mm -hmm. I think if you're starting a business, um, well, my personal opinion, I don't know that this is, I mean, I don't know any, not everybody would agree with me, but I think something has to really work from the beginning, from the get-go something there has to be a, a flame that has to be so it's either inside of you that you cannot quiet it that you just you have to do it you're like you're aching to do it or life itself is showing you that this is the path for you and things are going fairly smoothly yeah. but if you get too many roadblocks i would just reassess and turn you know just pivot a little bit yeah yeah and then no one trusts that it's, it's meant to happen. You're, you're, it's meant to happen. You're meant to be happy and successful. So uh, just repeat that as a mantra. Awesome. You know, again, I think I bring everything. For me, it's all about self-care and self-love. And, you know, that's where it starts. Yeah. <laughs> if you are not at peace with yourself, if you're not in alignment with your power, with your spirit, it's really difficult. Uh, yeah. to succeed at anything. So if I give an advice, it'll always be about that. Nice. Just nice. Well, thank you, Veronica. This has been great. And I really appreciate having you on the show. I appreciate your authenticity. And I appreciate your heart. I appreciate your honesty. And I appreciate all of the value that you've shared tonight. So I want to thank you for that. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me over. Yeah, it's amazing. Been amazing. Wow. 
Wasn't Veronica just amazing? I have to tell you, this had to be by far one of my most favorite interviews. If you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed doing it, please make sure to share this podcast episode with others. Make sure to rate it and make sure to leave comments. Your comments mean a lot. We really appreciate it. And don't forget to visit us online at www.thenetworkforwomeninbusiness.com. And remember, membership is opening on March 1st. So you want to make sure to get on the wait list so that when the doors open, that you have the first opportunity to get in. Once again, visit us online at www.thenetworkforwomeninbusiness.com. Until then, see you on the next episode. Take care.